Welcome back into another edition of Prime Sports World. Uh, coming to you here on a Thursday. I know this episode is supposed to go live on Wednesday, uh, but I ended up playing basketball with this group that I play with every Wednesday night, and we ended up going long. Um, so I didn't get home enough time to run this show. Uh, but I'm here tonight to run the show. I should be joined here by the CEO of Prime Sports World, Mr. Isabella Vera, uh, very, very shortly. And, uh, of course, your host, David on Point Huffman. Um, and you know, today's show, we're going to talk about the NBA soft seasons uh, for all the teams that we haven't already touched on. Uh, if you watched our NBA playoff content, we basically covered the off seasons on every team as they got eliminated. So this is basically all the non-playoff teams that we have not discussed here on this show. Uh, because believe it or not, free agency starts in a few weeks. The draft is a week from today. Um, so the NBA off season's coming at you fast. Uh, there's very little downtime when it comes to the National Basketball Association between the end of the season, the draft, and the start of their free agency. It's not like the NFL where you got like a straight month to make decisions like teams are making decisions right now about their roster. And we need to talk about all of their off seasons um, as we cover all 
14 of these teams are. The only caveat is uh, we will not be discussing the Chicago Bulls on this particular show. Uh, the Chicago Bulls will have their own dedicated show on Monday where we talk nothing but the Chicago Bulls. Uh, we're all Chicago Bulls fans here at the crossover. Um, so we're going to talk about our team in a big way. Um, this is uh, So keep, keep an eye out for that content if you're looking for Bulls content. That's coming on Monday. Um, but for the rest of the teams, we're all going to touch on every single one of them. We're going to talk about their draft. Talk about a little bit of their priorities when it comes to the offseason. Uh, this will be a lot quicker than those episodes that we ran during the playoffs where we spent about five or six minutes on each individual team. That will not be this show. Um, we do not have nearly enough time to run shows like that right now. Um, but uh, the NBA draft, the NBA free agencies, all that stuff's coming up here soon. Uh, we're going to have another uh, mock draft show next Wednesday. Uh, it will include a full first round mock draft the day before the actual NBA draft. So you don't want to miss that content. And then we're going to do a full free agency preview as well. Um, so you don't want to miss that content. And we'll give you winners and losers on Friday uh, after the NBA draft as well. Um, but again, not, not to waste too much more time. Please like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Please also check us out on their plethora of streaming platforms. Also, I'm still a little bit under the weather, so my voice is kind of on the fritz. Uh, we'll do the best that I can, uh, given my limitations at the moment. And hopefully, somebody's going to be joining me here, sure, on the podcast and help me out a little bit. I'll even share the StreamYard link, so if anybody wants to talk NBA action, more than welcome to do so. So I don't have to sit here by myself the whole night, uh, but it's all good. Let's get into it. Let's start with the first team, uh, Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, obviously, they didn't. They lost their play-in game against the... Uh, uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves, uh, after they beat the New Orleans Pelicans for the opportunity to play in that game, uh, they did not become the eighth seed. They lost that game. Uh, but there's a lot of really positive stuff to talk about here when it comes to the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, SGA was an all, all NBA player this season. Uh, Chad Holmgren is going to be returning after missing his entire rookie season. Uh, I think it was a list for a fra- fracture that he had. Um, has should be back to full force. Um, they have the 12th overall pick in this year's draft. Let's talk a little bit of priorities when it comes to the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, as you watched in our mock draft show that we ran earlier this week, yeah, last week or was it? I don't remember what day it was, but we did an NBA NBA mock draft. Go check that out, content. Um, that's somewhere on our channel. Uh, I think we did it on Monday, man. It's been a week. Um, I think. I don't honestly, it might have been last week, it might have been last Wednesday actually that we did the mock draft show. Um, but either way, keep an eye out, look out for that content. Uh, we all said that Oklahoma City Thunder needs to address their big man position. Uh, even though Chet Holmgren is coming back, he's still more of a four than a five. Um, and I think that's probably his position moving forward in the NBA. Um, and I also don't think you want him banging around with other bigs in the NBA, even though you know the bigs aren't exactly what they used to be. I still don't think that's a good fit for a Chet Holmgren. Um, their priorities are they got to get a big, uh, I think otherwise they're good to go. I think at some point they're gonna have to make a decision, uh, with all these draft assets because they cannot continue to add young pieces to this roster. I think eventually you want to get a veteran that'll push this team to towards the playoffs, but this has been a rebuild that's gone very well. Um, it really benefited by the fact that SGA became the centerpiece of that Paul George trade. Um, he's been the best player in that trade by probably by far uh paul george has been a little injury injury prone since he you know got traded um so yeah good uh, kudos to Oklahoma city thunder this has been a solid rebuild to the new orleans pelicans who finished 42 and 40 uh they lost in the play-in tournament the 9-10 matchup uh Oklahoma city thunder going up against the new orleans pelicans sorry hold on uh, Oklahoma City Thunder ultimately won that game. Uh, but the big question everybody on everybody's mind here is can Zion Williamson can stay, stay healthy? Um, I think he's missed. 
I think he's missed more games. Like he's missed over a season worth of games. He's played less than, oh, I think like he played less than 50% of his games as a member of the uh, New Orleans Pelicans. And there's a lot of conversation going on in the basketball nether region, nether right now, where like people are talking about potentially moving off of Zion. Um, if you could trade him for the first or second overall, or the second or third overall pick uh, to a Portland Trailblazers, to a Charlotte Hornets, would you do that if you're New Orleans? You get you know, Scoot Henderson at one or two, uh, at two or three, or you get Brandon Miller. I think you only make this trade if you know you're going to get Scoot Henderson. Um, so if you're like on the let's say let's say on draft day the Hornets take Brandon Miller, and you know Scoot Henderson's on the board there, would you if you're the Hornets, if you're the the Pelicans, would you consider trading Zion Williamson to the Blazers for that third overall pick, uh, which they will take Scoot Henderson? Let's just say for um, the kid, the, the kid they have out of, I'm going to have to look up their roster real quick. I don't have it in front of me. Uh, just give me a second. But, you know, making a trade with Portland and, and bringing in uh, some, bringing in, you know, obviously the big centerpiece of that trade would be being able to take Scoot Henderson on your team. Um, Nazir Little is the guy I'm talking about, small forward, uh, the kid from Portland. Uh, you know, you get some, you know, Cam Reddish, maybe another lengthy wing. Uh, you can have the opportunity to sign Jeremy Grant as well. Um, I think you have to take a serious decision. And then with the 14th overall pick, let's say you do you do keep that pick in this trade. It's not some sort of pick swap with Portland. Um, let's say you decide to keep that. I mean, Kier Lewis has been on the roster, but he's, he hasn't been particularly all that good at the point guard position. And that's what this team has really needed. Um, they've needed a point guard. Um, they tried the CJ McCollum. He's really more of a two guard than he is a pre point. Um, he, he needs to have somebody, he needs to have a, a point guard to run, run the offense for him a little bit. And it takes a little bit of pressure off CJ McCollum not to orchestrate their entire offense. Um, I will say um, I wouldn't trade Zion Williamson. I think he still has a lot of untapped potential. And I think he will. He, I mean, he was the first overall pick. He was a generational type talent when they took him uh, only three years ago. Now. I mean, I, I wouldn't bail on him this early. Um, he's a difference maker when that, when he's healthy and on this team, they were the best team in the Western conference. Um, it's not a fluke. Uh, and with the fourth overall pick. Yeah. I mean, the, the kid from Javon Walker or, or yeah, Javon Walker should be there. Uh, Kaysan Wallace, the kid from Kentucky should be there as well. Uh, the kid from Indiana hood Safino, uh, should also still be on the board. Um, there's a lot of good point guards that they could take with that 14th overall pick. And I think that's gotta be where their priorities lie. Uh, shoring up that point guard position. To the Dallas Mavericks, who fell out of the playoffs entirely, uh, 38 and 44, uh, really was an absolute disaster after they traded for the Kyrie Irving. Um, he never really, they were really good on offense, but on defense, they were just too poor on defense to really live up to what was a really promising season last year, uh, where this was a Dallas Mavericks team that played in the Western Conference Finals to not even make the playoffs the next season. That's tough. It's tough. Uh, the big question everybody wants to know is about will Kyrie Irving stay? And if you're Dallas, would you even want Kyrie Irving to stay on this team? I think that's a really a legitimate debate to have um, because, yeah, he gives you a lot of good stuff on the offensive end of the basketball court, but he's not a, he's a liability on the defensive side of the ball, especially since you traded two fairly good and Jordan Finney-Smith and um, – well, Jordan Finney-Smith, for sure, uh, one of the best wing defenders in the NBA. He get, you could trade him for Kyrie Irving. Uh, Spencer did what he said. Sorry, Spencer did what he pretty solid defender as well. Um, I don't know what Kyrie Irving's going to end up doing. I know there's a lot of smoke about the, the Phoenix Suns right now with a potential trade swap for him before that June 30th deadline. Um, I just don't know 
what they're going to do with Kyrie Irving. And I don't, I don't really know if they want to bring, they should probably bring him back because they don't, they don't have an opportunity. Like let's say Kyrie Irving walks from the Dallas Mavericks. Like they're not bringing in somebody else to replace him. Like they're over the cap. They don't have free agent. They don't have cap space. They can't bring in, like they're not just going to sign somebody else with the cap space that Kyrie Irving would be fighting for leaving. They're so much over the cap that they have, they basically have no choice but to re-sign him or orchestrate some sort of sign trade, you know, where they get a D'Angelo Russell back from the Los Angeles Lakers, if that is a route that the Lakers decide. Um, I mean, the Phoenix Suns, I mean, if you get a Chris Paul back uh, in a sign and trade as well, I mean, that's something that could be, could be, could be interesting, could be talked about, could be looked at. Um, but I think, you know, bringing Kyrie Irving has to be an, uh, has to be an opportunity. Has to be an obligate uh, an opportunity here. Another thing that they could potentially look to do is uh, what TJ brought up in our mock draft is take. They have the tenth overall pick in this year's draft. I mean, they did a mini tank job towards the end of the year there to secure that tenth overall pick. Uh, if you didn't know, uh, if it fell outside of the top ten, this pick would have been going to New York as part of the Chris Porzingis trade uh, five years ago. Now, man, we're getting old. Um, maybe even longer than five years, to be totally honest with you, because uh, I know they drafted him to partner him up with Luca. Uh, that obviously didn't work out all that well. Um, but they could essentially try to trade uh, this 10th overall pick for somebody uh, who's a difference maker on this team. Maybe even a Zach Levine, uh, like TJ mentioned, who would be a really nice Batman, a Robin to Lucas Batman. Uh, another thing that they need, they need a wing, a lot of wing. Uh, they have a decision to make with Christian Wood uh, if they're going to bring him back or not. But uh, there's a lot of question marks here when it comes to Dallas Mavericks. And also, this is a team that needs to be competitive. Uh, Luka is the, one of those new-age stars. I know he's international, and they don't usually ask for trades. They don't really try to push. But I think you want to put a good product on the floor uh, as long as Luka is still in his prime. Um, that's got to be a priority if you are if you're, if you're the Dallas Mavericks. So we'll see what ends up happening. Uh, there are other priorities. They need to get a legitimate big. I know they signed Joel McGee. This uh, most recent offseason, that did not work out in the least uh, because he barely played. Uh, they have a Christian Wood decision to make because he is going to be a free agent this offseason. Um, and they have the 10th overall pick, um, which they could use. You have some shooting on the other side of Luka Doncic with the team that always could use some shooting. Uh, I know I talked about to Grady Dick, um, shooting guard, small forward out of Kansas. Uh, could be a compliment of places to that Dallas Mavericks roster. And then finally on this graphic, we got the Utah Jazz, uh, who started the season out very promising, um, was at one point, I think, in the number one seed in the Western Conference, uh, consistently slid back and back and back until they eventually fell out of the playoffs race entirely. Uh, 37 and 45, uh, but they have a million draft picks to their exposure uh, as part of the Rudy Gobert trade and part of the Donovan Mitchell trade. Um, they also got some pretty nice assets in that trade. Lori Markkinen really panned out into, you know, most improved player of the year award. Um, he's a guy that played really like what we thought he'd play in Chicago. Um, taking people off the dribble, shooting the three um, was a good basketball player. Um, can he do that again? Um, I think he can. I think that this isn't going to be a one-year wonder where Laurie Markkinen is only good for this one particular season. Um, it's not like he was playing for a contract or anything. He was just playing to play good basketball, and he for sure did that this season. Um, so shout-out to Laurie Markkinen. Played well this season. Uh, most improved player of the NBA. Um I don't maybe maybe he won't be another necessarily an all-star again, but uh, we'll see what ends up happening with his career. Um, but I do think he can he could contribute these type of numbers again for sure. Uh, as I try to pull them up, uh, it's hard running a show solo. 
because uh, you got I have, like I'll try to look stuff up, but like I can't do it while I'm doing something else. Uh, so his season jump from last year to the this most recent season. So uh, in tw- in 2021 in Cleveland, uh, he played 61 games. Uh, he averaged 14.8 points a game. Uh, four, five rebounds, six rebounds, basically. And then this most recent season, he played in 66 games. Uh, they did shut him down towards the end um, to avoid him getting injured if they do want to decide to trade him, which his value probably couldn't be higher now than it's ever been. Um, but 26 points per game, uh, basically nine rebounds a game. He added a base of assist per game as well, um, while not committing any extra fouls and not turning the basketball over um, more than what he did as – a member of the Cleveland Cavaliers is a non-focal point of that offense. Um, so shout out to Laurie Marketing. You know, it just shows um, if you do work on your craft, um, you can do a lot of things in the NBA. Um, so good kudos to him, my friend. Uh, to the ninth overall pick, uh, they don't have any glaring holes on really on this roster. I mean, you could make the argument they could still use a legitimate power forward. Uh, the only one on their roster right now is Kelly Olynyk and Rudy Gay, and both of those guys are not franchise. They're they're not they're not centerpieces. Like they're not they're not they're not part of the bigger picture when it comes to the Utah Jazz. Uh, Jordan Clarkson has been on the trade trade block basically ever since they traded Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert away. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what they have with him. Colin Sexton, um, not a great season for him. I, you know, I think he, you know, 14.3 points. I think he kind of struggled adjusting and he only played 48 games this season. Um, so look for him to get healthy. I know he's coming off of, I think it was like an ACL tear the season before. Um, so it was good for him to even get on the floor, but he still needs a lot of work. And, uh you know, the possibilities are really endless when it comes to because the THT they still have in this roster uh, could be a valuable trade chip if they decide to flip him. Uh, Yudoka Azubuki uh, is a good center. Walker Kessler um, was, uh, I think, first team all NBA uh, when home all rookie um, was really good for them. Uh, was it really a steal for what they basically he basically gave you Rudy Gobert numbers without getting paid like Rudy Gobert. So that's, that was a pretty solid get there for the Utah Jazz. Uh, their priorities is to continue to acquire talent, uh, acquire acquire assets, um, make this team as good as you can, because um, you have so much future draft capital. It's just like kind of mind boggling. I think they got three first round picks from four first round picks from Minnesota. They got some pick swaps in there. Uh, they also have was it three first round picks of the Cleveland Cavaliers as well. Um, so they basically have a treasure trove of draft assets, and they have some players that teams are going to like, like Jordan Clarkson is a good player. I mean, Laurie market and somebody they could decide to trade. Um, Kelly Olenek's a veteran can shoot Rudy Gay. Rudy Gay is probably at the tail end of his career. Um, THT is also somebody who was interesting uh, when he was a Laker a few years ago, but he's kind of bounced around the league last couple seasons. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with him. Uh, also see what happens with the Utah jazz as they were 37 and 45 uh, this most recent season. And uh, we'll see what happens with them when it comes to their off season as uh, we will do a recap of every team's offseason as we get through them. Um, moving on to the other, other Western Conference team. we got three others. Uh, first, we got the Portland Trail Blazers coming in here at 33 and 49. Uh, they were the third worst team in the Western Conference last season. Uh, they also were a team that got off to a really good start uh, and then just kind of tampered off, tapered off as the season went on. Um, I think especially since like Damian Lillard got banged up a little bit. Uh, Jeremy Grant actually is quiet as a cat and a really solid season for the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, sorry, my internet's having a moment right now. So I'm having a little hard time pulling up uh, their roster and their stats. 
That's right. Uh, but yeah, quite as a cat, I think, you know, Dan- Jeremy Grant had a really solid season. I know he's a free agent. They're probably going to want to try to keep him or figure out some way um, that they can, you know, maybe move him in a sign trade of some sort. Um, I'm just, hold on a second. I apologize again. So I try to pull up the Blazers. Anyways, uh, but yeah, they have, they also so we'll talk about the big thing. Top a lot of players that people are talking about in the NBA world uh, is the potential for a Damian Lillard trade uh, that could come this offseason. Um, he's been the kind of the stark guy who's like, oh, I'm going to be loyal to Portland, and I'm not going to I'm not going to force my way out of here. But I think the I think the more that, that this has gone on, where Portland hasn't been competitive, I don't think they made the playoffs in the last three seasons, and ever since that season that they made it to the Western Conference Finals, they have really been semi relevant in the Western Conference. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, but I think this could be the season. Welcome to the show, Mr. Israel Rivera. Uh, we are talking about the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, talking about Damian Lillard. Um, is this the offseason where the Damian, tra- Damian Lillard trade is looming? Uh, do you think this will be the offseason where they kind of get pull the trigger on that finally? Uh, as we're talking about their offseason preview. Uh, um, Hold on, Dave. I'm having some audio technical difficulties here. Hold on one second here. Um, I think I heard you a little bit. I think I heard you a little bit about Damian Lillard um, being yeah, traded. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, so let me take these out. I think Damian Lillard. <clears throat> I think Damian Lillard will get traded this offseason. Um, and I think I got a team actually. I'm actually going to go with the Miami Heat uh, that Damian Lillard gets traded to. But uh, there will be, you know, a few teams. He's mentioned he want, wanted to play with Mikel Bridges in Brooklyn, um, Bam Adebayo in Miami. Um, and, uh, also, um, Godly, who was, a who was the third person that he, uh, mentioned? Uh, you know what? I, I cannot remember off the top of my head right now. There's, I mean, Joel Embiid and Joel Embiid. Um, I don't believe it was Embiid. Man, if TJ was on here, he, uh, he'd I, I can't, I, I literally cannot pull up. It's on the tip of my tongue, but anyways, but uh, yeah, there's, there's, you know, three destinations that he, you know, he really probably wants to play probably. You know, he'll end up in Phoenix. Who knows? But it's got to be for the right trade package because, you know, getting Damian Lillard is no um, cheap feat or easy feat, right? So you're talking about draft compensation. Your team's definitely their best player. So if Miami was, you know, looking to get Damian Lillard, which they do need a superstar to pair up with Jimmy Butler, I do think that Tyler Hero so will he be gone. Said New York Knicks and Boston Celtics. Along ah, with the Miami. Knicks and the Celtics. Yeah. Oh, and on the Celtics, I mean, it, it would be that would be a tough team to beat, right? Damian oh, Lillard. Be, be tough, but you're gonna tough. have to pair. You're gonna have to get rid of. You know, it's not gonna be Tatum, so it'll be Jalen Brown. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, I mean, Marcus we'll see what's gonna happen. But I, I, I think that this is probably the off season where we see Damian Lillard finally playing in a different jersey next season. Yes. Uh, and then we talk about the third overall pick. Like, what should be the priority? I kind of touched on this a little bit on the Pelicans segment, but like, if the Pelicans are legitimately thinking about trading Scoot Henderson for this pick, like Zion Williamson for this pick, would you make that trade if you're Portland? Um. I would, I, you I would probably, it would probably, to, it would probably require you to give um, up some of your other assets as well. To, um, like Anthony Simons would probably have to stay. Can yeah. you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you. Can I can you? hear you before. I just can you hear me now. 
Oh yeah, no, it's it's uh no, finally my earphones are are working now. Um, but yeah, I think I think Zion healthy. There's gonna have to be some conversations met. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, with Zion Williamson, um, for the third pick, right? So because you know Scoot Henderson, you know allows you know that makes sense for you know the Pelicans because you put Scoot at point guard. He's a franchise chasing point guard. He's the most athletic point guard probably. Um, you know, since Derek Ray, Derek Rose, you know, his game is is very comparison to that. And then, you know, they um, you know, Brandon Ingram's been healthy, they got a bunch of role players. Um, and then you still got CJ McCollum. So you're you're looking to become perimeter orientated, but at least you're getting the point guard that can make a difference. I mean, and, 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 and like they, have a, they have a center on that team, like they don't necessarily yeah. need like no, they, they have Valis Valis Unis is still on yeah, that team. Big Val, big Val, yeah. baby. Yeah, but big let's Val, talk, let's baby. swing let's swing back into Portland. Let's talk about Portland. Get back over to Portland. Oh um, yeah, yeah. With the yeah. third overall pick, if they don't end up trading it for like for a Zion Williamson type, yeah, I think Scoot Henderson or Brandon Miller, whichever one of those guys falls to them, they're in a position where they just take whichever one of those three guys are available uh, when it's uh-huh. all said and done. And what do you think there should be their priorities this offseason? Should the, the trading of Damian Lillard be one of their priorities, or should they continue to try to build around him? Um, so I think if, you know, you're landed with Scoot Henderson with the third overall pick, cause obviously you're going to go with, you know, one of the Thompson brothers, I forget which one, I think it's Amen Thompson. That's the, uh, that's the point guard, uh, more of the point guard distributor. So right. if you end up with Scoot Henderson, I mean, maybe there's even, you know, if you can get some, if that you can persuade Dame to stay, you still got uh grant there. Yusuf Nurkic. Um, so Grant Grant is gonna is gonna be a free agent. It's gonna need a new contract. Yeah, new contract. So, but my thing is, what about um uh the young boy, uh the the other point guard, shooting guard, um Anthony Simons. Uh, Simons. What if, yeah. What if what if you find some value for him, uh getting something back if you can get? I'm just not sure. I'm just not sure what his upgrade. value. Is. I'm just not sure what his value is. Um, if I'm if I'm Portland, I'm probably going to rebuild. I, I think I'm going to try to move Damian Lillard. Um, I think this is a, a this is a perfect opportunity to just kind of blow this up. Um, this yeah. is even even it. I, I mean, I'm not sure what you can really do. Even if you add a Scoot Henderson to this roster, it doesn't make them better next season. Um, I, I think Damian Lillard has been loyal, and I think it's time for him to move on. Uh, from there, let's talk about the Houston Rockets. Uh, 22 and 60 last season, second rest record in the NBA. Uh, let's talk about the rumor that's been swirling around the NBA Basketball Association. Uh, will uh, will or should they sign James Harden? Yes or no? Will they um, or sh- and and should they? It's a double part, double part question. Will they or sh- <laughs> and should they? Uh, well, you know, anytime I think. Phew. I don't, I don't know if they should, but I mean, adding James Harden with all that young talent, I mean, you already seen what he could do without as much talent in Houston when he had it, uh, when he was there. So I would say, w- they will they, yeah, they will uh, trade for James Harden, and they should trade trade for James Harden. Absolutely, he puts I think, the guy, uh, he puts the he puts the kids in the seats. I mean, he puts the the fans in the seats. You know, um, he's going to he raise your franchise. He's going to put the fans in the seats. Nobody on Portland's put. Nobody on Houston's put. Who's putting the fans? Uh, in the it's seats true. In it's true. Um, my my, I I think they will sign James Harden. I think where there's usually smoke, there's usually fire. But I don't think they should. I don't think he's going to be beneficial to those young players. He, I just don't think he. He'll take 
touches away from Jalen Green. Um, he'll take touches away from Elburn and Zangoon. Um, he'll take touches away from um, Jabari Smith. I think I I, I wouldn't. I, I think they will sign him, but I I probably wouldn't if I was the front office of the Houston Rockets. But I I'm not obviously. Um, moving over to the fourth overall pick, um, they kind of got shafted by the draft lottery. Uh, fell out of the top five or fell out of the top three. Followed the fourth overall pick. Um, probably should be priority should be trying to move off of Kevin Porter Jr. at the point guard position. Uh, hasn't really worked out there. Um, so I could see them going point guard. Um, the the um, Amon Thompson will probably be the guy they take. Um, what do you think their strategy should be going into the draft? Um, definitely take best player available because that team needs a lot, right? You already got Alperen Sangoon. You already got Jabari Smith. Um, you know, Kevin Porter Jr., yeah, you're right. I mean, at this point, you're going to draft a guard in this draft. So he's pretty expendable unless he wants to come off the, the bench and be a six-man, which I don't think in his young career he wants to be, do that. So I think, you know, with that, you know, fourth overall pick, you got to go best player available um, because, I mean, you already got your front court pretty much set of the future. Yeah. I mean, Alcorn Sangoon looks like a, a really – um, you know, good player, like good young player that they can build. And Jamari Smith, uh, we already know, you know, his intangibles, his shooting range. He's another good young prospect of a player. A rock, I think he could take the rock, next step. Pretty rocky rookie season, but I think you know. Yeah, rocky back. rookie season, but he's still yeah, he's still he's got a lot of time. I mean, you got to think about it. Yeah, rookies, I mean, he's nineteen. You know, rookie, 19. not all rookies. You know, yeah. uh, you know, you know, have a great season that first year. They go through some some bumps. So I think he's a guy that that has a young young. Um, you know, uh, career ahead of him. So yeah, got to go with Amon Thompson here, and probably KPJ gets traded here in the draft. Maybe, maybe. maybe. Uh, let's maybe. talk. K- let's talk priorities. If you're Houston, what should be your priorities this offseason? Uh, I think it should just be continuing to acquire talent. Um, I wouldn't yeah. I, unless unless you could trade for Jalen Brown. I, that's the only veteran I would bring in. I wouldn't bring in James Harden. I would just continue because they have draft capital. They have draft assets. I would literally just continue draft just requiring young talent and just continue building this roster and taking swings of the fence and eventually going to hit on somebody who's going to work out. Um, you know, the verdict's still out there on Jalen Green. I like that. Yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. What you just said, because that Jalen Brown is, is really who they should go after and who they really should give money to, because you're already going to have, you know, two point guards that, you know, pretty much guys that can, that can handle, get their own shot and distribute. So, um, yeah, I do agree. Just continue to get better, right? That you know, young team, you know, didn't you know respond well to you know the uh, Silas. So hopefully, respond well to the new head coach. So yeah, the Houston you know Rockets just continue to get better, continue to stockpile talent. Um, they'll probably be Ooh. in the top five again. Moving over to the San Antonio Spurs, 22 and 60. Uh, they have a plethora of young talent in the, on this roster. Uh, they had three first-round picks in the most recent draft. I literally cannot pull up any websites on the internet right now. Uh, besides, So I cannot pull up their roster in front of me, but they're obviously going to have Victor Wembanyama with the first overall pick. Mm-hmm. Um, so what do they do with their young talent? I have seen some rumors that like they want to trade like Devin Vassell to try to get an additional first round pick in this year's draft. I'm not necessarily sure I would do that. I, I think I would hold on to some of those young players, but the question remains, what do you do with all the young players on this team? Uh, what should the priorities be on the, on the San Antonio Spurs? Obviously Victor Wembanyama is going to be a spur. Like you want to put him in the best place to be successful. Um, so what do you, what are you looking to do if you're a Spurs? Um, I'm, and I'm pulling up their depth chart too, right now there. That's another team. 
you know, obviously they're going to get Victor Wimbanyama, right? Obviously they're going to, um, you know, they got a lot of young talent. You know, Jamie, Jeremy Shoshan, um, you got the um, Malachi, uh, golly, Brandon, what's his name? Brandon. Mal- Malachi Brandon, uh, still there. Calvin uh, so Johnson. Trey, Trey Jones, Devontae Graham. Trey they Jones. Got Doug- uh, Bates Diop, uh, Keldon Johnson, who played on Team USA, Romeo Langford has yeah. been kind of disappointing since he got in the NBA. Zach Collins, uh, Blake Leslie was a first round pick last year. Doug McDermott, yeah, none of those guys are young anymore, but you know, your point's still, still Zach stands. Collins and Doug McDermott should be a lot better than what the hell they are right now, right? I mean, I guess. Um, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> uh well i mean especially zach collins right well, he can't uh, stay he healthy had, to save uh, his life but he can't stay healthy to save his life um yeah so obviously you're getting victor Wembanyama. i think this team should right now they shouldn't try to suck they should try their hardest to make the playoffs instead of trying to tank and trying to get through those because i think uh, uh that talent there now in san antonio just they got to learn how to win now i think yeah. also adjusting to coach popovich i think if Pop doesn't really get them to where the franchise sees them, you know, going, I think that, you know, it could be the last years of Coach Popovich because with a guy like Victor Wembanyama and all those young talent, you don't you don't know if they're going to buy into the Greg Popovich San Antonio Spurs way, right? So yeah. you want to con- you want to continue to build that team with a young, you know, run roster and if it's time for Greg Popovich to, you know, just stay have a front office role, um, then, you know, I'd go the young route and have that coach grow with that team. I mean, they got a plethora of guys on that bench that are willing to step up and be, and they have, and, and they have two future first. draft capital. I mean, they have that first round pick of the Chicago Bulls as part of the DeMar DeRozan trade. Um, they have all They're, those, picks you know, add came, a couple veterans and they add all those picks that came from the Atlanta Hawks, uh, in the Dejounte yeah. Murray trade. I mean, but if straight up, if you just take like, let's, let's replace Deck Collins in their starting lineup with Victor Wemanyama and Jeremy Shochan, Kelda Johnson, Devin Vassell, and Trey Jones. Like that should be a, a starting five that should win some Playoff games. Team. I wouldn't. That should be that should be a, a play-in team, a play-in, a play-in team, a play-in team, David. A play-in team. They, they should they be where have, OKC is. Yeah, but they should just where make OKC sure was. that this roster, this roster is in a place where they can. Victor Omanyama doesn't start his career off losing games regularly. Like I think they want to yes. have us. They want to have us. They want to set this up where he's going to win some games his first season. Um, yes. Yes. Moving over yes. from the Western Conference, we're going to talk about uh, the Eastern Conference. Obviously, the Chicago Bulls up there on the graphic, forty and forty-two. Uh, we will we we will be doing a full Bull show on Monday. Uh, Nobody wants to hear about them anyway. Um, so we'll talk about the Chicago Bulls then. We are not going to talk about them right now. Uh, but obviously, they have no first-round pick in this upcoming draft. Uh, they finished forty and forty-two. They lost to the Miami Heat in the second round of the play-in tournament. Let's talk about the Toronto Raptors, uh, forty-one and forty-one. Uh, it feels like a team that's going in a changing of transition potentially uh as Fran Van Fleet's already opted out of his money now what uh they have the 13th overall pick they obviously fired Nick Nurse and hired uh the kid the dude from um uh, Darko Radovacic I think is his way yeah 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 yeah. Um, yeah so they are in a bit of a transition uh OG Ananobi last year of his deal uh Pascal Siakam last year of his deal uh Scotty Barnes didn't take that leap from year one to year two that many had expected so what are we expecting? So what should be the priorities they here for Toronto? Added, and they just in Toronto just hired two uh, assistants, one from um, the war uh, the Warriors top uh, uh, the Warriors assistant and um, and the Wizards uh, old assistant coach. So and the Warriors assistant Jama Mahali is going to be their top assistant coach. Anyways, um, 
the Toronto Raptors, Fred Van Fleet, is probably just doing this to see if he can get more money out of Toronto or if he can just get more money elsewhere, which I think elsewhere is going to be where it happens, I think. I think Toronto is probably going to go in a different direction and try and move forward with what the NBA is going forward with, and that's a taller guard, 6'5", 6'6". On the regular, you're facing 6'4", 6'5", 6'6", guys uh, at the point guard position. Um, you know, when you got to face Tyrese Halliburton, when you got to go against SGA, when you got to go against a guy like De'Aaron Fox, Fred Van Fleet is a good offensive player. He's a great role player, but he is not a, you know, all, I know he went to the all- but he is not a guy that can stay in front of those guys, you know, six, 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 five, Lamelo ball. I mean, think about all the tall point guards in this league that Fred Van Fleet kind of has trouble guarding, even though he's a nice, you know, um, compact size. He's got a great offensive game, but I think some other team is going to give him money. He'd be perfect on a plethora. I think it's named plethora of teams like New Orleans, the Philadelphia, you know, a, a plethora of teams would use his services. Uh, yeah, just was, because they have other players that can offset his, you know, size, and, and I and I think that they can replace him in the draft for say, like I think they Absolutely. could draft they could draft a point guard who's going to be one cheaper and B probably gives you like 90 percent of what Fran Van Fleet gives you this past season. I think the priority yeah. is the season for the offseason for the Toronto Raptors is I think they just have to figure out what they want to do with this roster. Like if if they're gonna if they're gonna let Fran Van Fleet walk, that's got to be the end of this era of Toronto Raptors basketball, which means Pascal Siakam should be out the door, which means OG Ananobi should be out the door. Like any of those leftover pieces from that Kawhi Leonard championship should be moved. Um, and that's what I thought the OG Ananobi was going to get moved this, this past deadline. I, I thought so too, but I think their, their opinion on him is very high and I don't think they're just going to let him go. Um, but we'll see. What is, what is Pascal Siakam's? I mean, he's kind of fizzled. I, I don't know. I mean, he, he was Kawhi he was Leonard really, left. I mean, he was really good this past season. He arguably could have been. A, was he an all star? I think he was an all star yeah. this past season, right? Or could it was, was one of the snubs? All star. Was ICP an all star? I, I don't know, but he's he he was very good this season, and I think as a team that could use a Pascal Siakam as you know a complimentary score. I don't think he could be the best player on a championship team or even a playoff right. team anymore at this point. Um, but I think he can be the for sure number one, number number two guy on a championship level team. Um, I think he still has some value. And if I'm Toronto, that's got to be my priority. If I'm going to legitimately, if I'm going to let Fred Van yeah, he Fleet, did come back a little bit. Yeah, he came back. He was an All Star this year. But yeah, no, I I do agree with you on that. I think if if Fred Van Fleet's gone, you got to try and get something for Pascal Siakam, um, and try and you know just rebuild this team with a young head coach. Moving on from there, let's Keep talk Scotty about the Barnes, though. I mean, he's not going anywhere, I don't think. Uh, moving yeah. on from there, we got the Indiana Pacers on the board. Uh, they finished the season at 35 and 47 after they had also had a very promising start uh, to this basketball season as Tyrus Halliburton, uh, first time All Star for the Indiana Pacers. Uh, and they also extended Miles Turner at some point during this season, so took him off the table uh, when it came to trade deadline moves. But let's talk about him again. Do you think this will be the offseason we see tri- Miles Turner or? Buddy Heel traded this offseason, yes or no? Um, man, I think that both could be explored to get traded. I think both should probably get traded, especially Miles Turner. Um, that I mean, I think that's the guy that you can get the most uh value for right now. Um, well, I mean, shooting so, is a shooting is always and also, yeah. I, I think I, 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 if I had to pick one of those two guys, I think his buddy healed is probably the has the better chance of being traded. I, I think the Pacers like the Halliburton Turner combination. 
Uh, and I think they're going to, I think they're going to try to keep that together for a little while. See how, see how it works out. Yeah. I mean, they, yeah. They, and they were in some, you know, good close games last season, but I, because <clears throat> it all really fell apart for them. I think it all really fell apart for them. Like when Halliburton went out for like, I think it was like 15 games. And that's when basically the season fell apart at that point. Um, moving on from their draft, let's talk about they have the seventh overall pick. Uh, they have done pretty well uh, with drafting over the last few seasons uh, with Chris Duarte last year, uh, who was solid. His Big rookie Mather. season kind of wasn't all that good uh, this past season. Then they had Benedict Mather and um, played pretty well for big spurts of this season. Um, he kind of tapered off towards the end of the season as well. Um, but like they have the seventh overall pick. What are you what are you trying to do if you're Indiana with that pick? Man, I think you have to, you know, probably go with a power forward here, somebody that can stretch the floor along with Miles Turner, somebody that can open up those lanes for Tyrese Halliburton. Even though Tyrese Halliburton can, you know, um, can can shoot it over the top as well. So um, yeah, I mean, I'd go either with, you know, Jairus Walker from, you know, Houston or, um, godly, I forget the kid's name for UCF, who I really like, who I think, uh, you know, has a lot of Jenkins, Jenkins, it, is it Jenkins, um, uh, who I think has a lot of pick and pop potential, um, especially from NBA range. I think he can, you know, shoot it. Taylor, you know, Taylor Hendricks is his name. Taylor, Taylor Hendricks. Hendricks. Yeah. And he's got, I think, close to a seven foot wingspan or seven one wingspan, something like that. So um, I think I, I like the potential of Taylor Hendricks or Jarris Walker. You can't go wrong with either war, but if you're going to keep Miles Turner, pair him up with you know pair him up with a, a good four. But I think right there in the draft, I mean, you already have your 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 Benedict Matherin. You already have you know Tyrese Halliburton, Chris Duarte, um, Buddy Hill there, especially if you're going to keep him. Um, so your backcourt's pretty pretty nice. But yeah. um, I mean, you can also you can also you know go get you know other guys, other guards that, you know, are going to be available in the draft at that, you know, early juncture. So uh, moving on from the, so it's all the priorities. I think, yeah, just acquiring more talent as we kind of feel like broken records here, but the Indiana Pacers just need to continue to acquire more talent. And I also think they need to move off of Buddy Heald this offseason. I think that's got to be a priority. Um, from there, let's talk about the Washington Wizards. Uh, pretty disappointing season for the Washington Wizards at 35 and 47. Uh, coming off of a pretty solid season from KCP and Kyle Kuzma, uh, who are both going into free agency this offseason. Uh, Bradley Beal, um, you know, he's been just swirling in trade rumors ever since, really for the last four years, really, um, since they traded away John Wall and he got injured. And the team has really been floundering since then. Uh, they get it at the eighth overall pick. Uh, let's talk Bradley Beal. Do you think that there's going to be a trade? I, I know that they've already said they're oh, going yeah. to talk about um, moving him oh, and yeah. uh, finding a destination for him. Um, but do you think that's just kind of just talk? Because Bradley Beal has that trade clause. No trade um, clause. Yeah. I think if they can find the right – if they can find the right trade, um, it, it it's all about – the he's in a rare air, right, Bradley Beal? I mean, how many guys – like, I mean – Get None, that no baby. trade clause. I mean, he's only None. like the fifth player in the history of the NBA to have it. So, so he determines what situation he wants to go to. So, if the Miami Heat, you know, come with a great trade package, I think Bradley Beal says, "Hell," and they're like, "Hey, Miami wants to go. We want to pull the deal." I think Bradley Beal says yes to that because that's a it, team that just went to the it, NBA Finals. You know, you know, the other thing that could really hamper Wizards' ability to trade them. Like, he, like, let's say he like he wants to go to Miami, but he looks at the trade package. He's like, you know what? 
if you trade me there for that package, there won't be much left for me to play with when I get there. I'm just, I don't think that, that's not going to work for me. Like, that's one of the um, things that, like, that's one of the things because he has a full no trade clause. Like, if he doesn't like like the package that, like, let's say that he thinks the Heat are giving up too much, he can just nix the trade just from that alone. Even if it's somewhere he wants heat, to play. I don't, I, don't, I don't think the Heat are the Heat are going to give up. You know, no, no, I, I, I'm just talking about in in generals. Like if that. Oh, was, in general. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, like could, he's gonna he's thing. gonna look at the roster. He's gonna say, "I got Jimmy Butler. I got yeah. Bam Adebayo. But They're I, not I, trading neither one of those guys. And the other guy that makes the money work is Duncan Robinson. He's gonna be like, "Oh, well, I still got Kyle Lowry here coming off the bench. I still got um, you know, um." Thank you. I love Derrick Rose on the heat, baby. Um, and then and then uh you got Max Struess who could also shoot it, and then uh you know you can always get a guy like what the way Heisman played in the in, in, in these playoffs, so or to end the season in general. Um, so I think Miami, you know, I think Bradley Beal will be okay as long as Bam and Jimmy are still on the team. I, I, agree I don't think you. Miami's I, giving up. I, I, I think I think Bradley. He's Beal not going to lose sleep over Tyler Hero and you know Bradley uh, Beal. You know Duncan will, Robinson. Bradley Beal will not be on the Wizards when, on opening night. I, I don't know where he's going to no, be playing. Hell no, but he won't. He won't be on this team. He's either going to be in the Miami Heat or the Philadelphia 76ers, wherever makes sense. Um, let's talk about their draft. Uh, they got the eighth overall pick. Uh, they have absolutely been one of the worst drafting teams in the NBA. Uh, they swung and miss on Johnny Davis last off last draft. Um, none of the players that they personally have drafted, like Rudy Hachimura, Devin Adia, none of those guys have really worked out in a big way. Like they've literally have just swung and missed. Like Corey Kispert, they took last year, didn't pan out either. Um, so they've been a regular, a pretty bad drafting basketball team uh, outside of getting John Wall and Bradley Beal. Um, everybody else has just kind of been kind of trash since they've. Um, so what do they? What do they do with their? What do they do with their eighth overall pick? And what should their priorities this offseason be outside of trading Bradley Beal away? Um. Well, I think with the eighth overall pick, I mean, you're, you you got some some ways to go. I mean, they still like like you said, they got Corey Kispert. Uh, they they're gonna have Kristoff Por- Porzingis. Um, I mean, he's a free agent uh, this offseason. I mean, I think they sign. I think they should sign him back, though. I, mean, I think so who too. Else, I, 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 what I else? They, what else are they gonna? I, I mean, talking priorities. I think you know, they should. I think they should. Priorities: resign Kyle Kuzma and Christoph Porzingis. Yeah, I mean, if you can get him, you in said a, in who? A, and Kyle Kuzma. Yeah, and Kyle Kuzma. So, um, I think, and my computer is going slow here. I think with that draft, I mean, Anthony Black makes sense. Um, if you know a guy like Jordan Hawkins is there, but I think I think they're going with a taller point guard. So you know, a guy like Anthony Black. Um, you know, or maybe Jalen uh, Hood Safino if he's still there. I mean, Jalen Hood Safino if he's still there, which he should still be there. Um, uh, so they, they got they got some some different options that they can go uh for the Wizards, but I think they do add a point guard um for them. I mean, we still don't know what Johnny Davis is like, right? We still yeah, don't true. even know what what he's made of. So you know, hopefully, you know, they but if any of those guys are interchangeable, Anthony Black, Jalen Hood Safino. I think they should be still be able to play. They're still big guards, but I mean, you know, I go guard, maybe Ford, uh, maybe a, a combo guard. You got to if you if I think if you're gonna um, trade Bradley Beal, get a guy that can you know shoot it. You know, that, that's a three level score. You know, um, I like Smith from Arkansas, who's a three level score. Keontae George is a three level score. Um, they're not gonna replace uh, the shooting of Bradley Beal. Um, I think Grady Dick could do that, but. 
you know, they can go. Yeah, but he know, doesn't have the guard. ball handling and change. He does not um, have. He does, I'm not going to compare Grady Dick at all, David. No, um, not at all. But not so, yeah, prior, I think the number one priority for the Washington Wizards this offseason is to get out of that Bradley Beal contract. Uh, they never should have given it to him in the first place. Uh, they should have traded him three seasons ago. Um, to the real bottom half of the Eastern Conference, uh, we have the final three teams. Uh, we got the Orlando Magic uh, first at 34 and 48 uh, with a plethora of young talent. Uh, they also have two first-round picks in this year's draft at six and 11. Uh, let's talk about how they should approach the draft. Do you think that this should be a team that adds two more young players, or should they look to move either both of these picks or one of these picks um, to try to see if they can acquire somebody who's already established because they have a lot of young players already on this team. Um, man, they could move these picks. I mean, you got what the six and you got the 11th from the Bulls. Yep. Um, oh my god, man, Orlando's got to make the playoffs someday. Um, I mean, what do you move these two picks for? Are you trying to move these two picks for the second overall or third overall? To get I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not sure. What are you sure. trying to do here? I'm not sure that would be enough. Like if I'm Orlando, like I'm like like testing the waters. I'm like I'm not. I can't think of anybody who I, I know would be available. I mean, if you could get Pascal Siakam on this team, and or even as a or an OG Nobi, maybe trade away. I don't. know. I think Orlando. If I'm if I'm if Orlando, who are you trading away? You trade. Six eleven. I mean, you, you know, maybe you have Jonathan Isaac. You're not who's still a big contract. I think a team. Maybe still take yeah. A, maybe Jonathan Isaac. Team will uh, take a flight. What about what about I mean, Cole? I mean, what about Cole Anthony? Cole Anthony yeah. is a guy that can. Yeah, that another can guy. Score. You can trade you know, those two picks, picks away with Cole Anthony. But um, I think it's time the, for for the Orlando Magic to stop just acquiring young talent, and eventually they have to acquire like make that young talent move in the right direction. So that they yeah. are a playoff team. Like this has to be a playoff team next season. They can't continue this, to. This just... is, I mean, you still got um, uh, uh, Wagner. You yeah. still got Ban Carroll. Um, you still got Jalen Suggs um, is on this Jaylen roster Tugs, too. Who's coming off the I mean, bench? I mean, I mean Markel Markel Fultz is on this Mar- team. Markel well. Fultz. I mean, uh, Wendell yeah. Carter Jr. is on this team. They have Bo Ball who's Car- on this team. So if you can add, if you can add a guy, uh, yeah, I mean, Bo this Bo is the, about Bo I mean, this is, this if you is can add a guy like Pascal this make, Siakam, this is the team that make a whole make lot of sense for Bradley Beal. Like if you're like, hey, Washington, we'll give you, a, we'll give you six and eleven and some stuff, and you can we give us Bradley Beal. I, we'll I think you, he would we'll veto. I, I think he would. Jalen Suggs and Cole Anthony or something. I don't know. Yeah, Jalen yeah. Suggs and maybe Jonathan Isaac. And, 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 we'll, and, and we'll give you a first two years from now. I think that I think Bradley Bill would protected. Yeah, I think Bradley Bill would nix that trade, but I think that'd be an interesting conversation to have. Uh, like, like, man, I try to go there with a bunch of knuckleheads. Yeah, uh, priorities for Orlando. I think that we kind of touched it already. Uh, this has to be a off season where they move towards making the playoffs. I think we uh, we're all tired of the what ifs, could have, should have, what ifs when it comes to my, the Orlando Magic. They need to put pen to paper and make this a team that makes the playoffs next season. Acquiring young talent is nice, but uh. It's only going to take you so far. Uh, from there, let's talk about the Charlotte Hornets. And I had a little had a hard time coming up with storylines that I thought were interesting for the final two teams. Uh, but first of all, Charlotte Hornets, 27 to 55. Uh, one of the things that I, I think is interesting is they have the second overall pick. You know, many people expecting to take Brandon Miller. Um, but outside of Lavello Ball on this team, 
what is a positive about this roster? Like, who's a who's a piece that you're like, yeah, that's a good. I like that guy a lot. I, I just don't think that guy exists. <laughs> Nobody. I just don't think that. I don't think that because I just don't think that guy exists. And like, what do you think the odds are that Miles Bridges finds his way back on this team this offseason? I, I, I think I think I think Miles Bridges does come back next year. So that's gonna be interesting. He took it, you know, got suspended for a whole year. I he think get, he I never think he, he never got suspended. I mean, well, whatever. They internal suspension. They didn't play him. <laughs> I mean, they, so that's basically no, an internal suspension. He, he, didn't, didn't, I mean, he, he, he never signed it. He was he's been a free agent this entire year. Oh, that is true. That is true. Forgot about but that. But he, he basically that. he basically he got sus- he basically got suspended without actually being suspended. Basically, because nobody picked him up, and yeah, and he, he, he was like damaged goods, like nobody was going to touch him. But I think this is the season where he returns. Uh, I think the absolutely the, the memory of the people is pretty short. I think people are willing to forgive and like let people like let, let your actions show that you you deserve remorse. Uh, I think after not getting paid for an entire year, I think that's probably punishment enough. Uh, I do think if Adam Silver, if he does sign, I think like a. a some sort of suspension will come um, just because the NBA has and, to do their due diligence. But I also think they, they have some trade chips here. I mean, Terry Rozier has been around in trade rumors forever. I, I think Gordon is, Hayward, Gordon Hayward, another guy, PJ Washington, yeah. um, because they don't mm-hmm. have, there's just not a lot Kelly of Kelly Oubre. Hey, Kelly Oubre is probably a free agent. Probably. Or is Yeah. I don't know. Oh. I, don't to, I, I literally can't pull up anything on the internet right now. So anyways, um, yeah. Oh yeah. The internet is yeah, down over here too. A little bit. It's running slow motion, but anyways, uh, I, I do agree with you, man. I, I do think that the only reason Miles Bridges is I would like Miles Bridges back on the Hornets just because him and LaMelo Ball had such a great chemistry together and they worked. And so obviously second overall pick, if you can get a Brandon Miller, that would be just absolutely amazing because you'll have, you know, two kids, two guys that can handle the ball and that can create for others, and that can get their own shot as well in the Mellow Ball and Brandon Miller, um, either even with Scoot Henderson. But Brandon Miller just makes a ton more sense, right, position-wise. Yeah. Yep. So I think and, uh, I think with everybody out, else, shout, shout, Rozier, out quick, Hayward, shout, out, shout out real quick to Stan Smith. Uh, thank you very much for oh, the shout-out, yeah, man. We, we appreciate it, man. Hey, uh, so Good-looking go watching, my brother. Yeah, we appreciate hey, it, but, man, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I, I do think you go, you know, you know Brandon Miller, Scoot Henderson here, uh, but Brandon Miller first, I think it, it just fits with the roster perfectly. And then those other guys, see if you can, you know, acquire some, you know, key veterans, some decent veterans, or maybe even some draft compensation uh, for, you know, Terry Rozier or Gordon Hayward, um, you know, in this draft. So, yeah. So I think we kind of talked about their priorities for the of Charlotte Hornets. Let's move on to the final team. For some reason, I didn't put their record there, but they're the Detroit Pistons. Uh, so let's just talk about their log jam at the four and five. Obviously, they traded for James Wiseman. Uh, they have Marvin Bagley on this team. They have Jalen Duran on this team. Uh, they just have a bunch of guys that all play the four and the five. Like, what do you do to address that log jam? Because a bunch of all those guys are under contracts so that are probably all coming back. Um, what do you do? <laughs> Um, so yeah, with the, like you said it, they, you know, um, they have a log jam at the front court position. I think one of those guys possibly has to get moved. Um, like you said, you know, either Jalen Dern, um, you know, James Wiseman. I don't think you move James Wiseman. I think you, you, you traded for James Wiseman. I think he's a guy that you, you could probably I, I, keep both I, I, of them. Maybe. I would move. I would move Jalen. I, I think Marvin Bagley is outplaying his current contract. 
But if I have the opportunity to trade him and get something of value for him, that's the yeah. move. Because they also have they also they also have Isaiah Livers or Livers. Uh, they also have, uh, I mean, the kid. That, uh, the, do they have the guy that uh, what's his Isaiah? Well, no, um, Isaiah kid, Stewart still on this team. So Isaiah Stewart, yeah, yeah, the guy hitting the you know eyebrow by LeBron. Yeah. Um, yeah. and then you know, yeah. So and then talking about and then they you know even at the garbage, I mean, Kay Cunningham. Um, who's uh, Killian, uh, Killian Hayes. I mean, you got, you know, guys in the front court, you know, RJ Hampton's on this team. I don't know what you do. Jay, 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 Jay Nivey, Alec Burks, Kari Joseph. Yeah. I mean, Rodney McGruder. Joseph, yeah, so. Yeah, I mean, so, I mean. But they, they have, this, is, this is a Pistons team that just has, like, talent. It just, I don't they even don't know what their team. identity is. Yeah, it's true. What is their identity? I, I couldn't tell David? you, but because Kai Cunningham, Katie Hamming barely played last season, so it's hard to really say like how good he even is. What are they good at? And, and like I don't know. I mean, they have. I mean, Jay Ivey was really good his rookie season. Um, now, the, now that's that's an outlier. Like because he was good his rookie season, but overall as a team, they have no identity. None of these pieces really work together. We uh, well, I guess we can't say that about Kay Cunningham, Jay Ivey, but. Like the rest of the roster just just is out of sorts. I mean, Bogdan um, McDonough. You gotta figure is out just, what you're gonna do with you. there. I think you want to trade. Yeah, he's him. just there. Yeah, so you have to you have to figure out. I think Jalen Dern. You're right. I mean, James Wiseman. Like you said, we traded for James Wiseman. He was the number two overall pick. James Wiseman is a guy that that was you know has comparable skills to like a Chris Bosh if he can put it together. Um, so you know, I, I'm definitely seeing what I can get for Jalen Dern, um, Bogdan Bogdanovich. Uh, even the Killian Hayes, right? Um, yeah. I'm seeing what I, I can mean, get. You're probably going to get a guard at the fifth I, I, overall pick. You're probably going to get Cam Whitmore. I don't think yeah. Killian Hayes has literally any value whatsoever. Like I, I, I literally don't think you could trade him for even a, like I, I don't know what you could trade him for. He, like uh, he hasn't played, and when he has played, he hasn't been good. Um, they're, they're, like they have, so they have the other. Yeah, he's so young, pick. though, David. He's so young. He's like I, I know. He, I know he's only like 21, 22, but like he. Yeah, so Cam Whitmore is who I had them take in our last mock draft. Absolutely. Uh, that's, I think that's the kind of guy who makes sense for this team. Um, you know, one of those you know, versatile of, wings. A front court of Kay Cunningham, healthy, Cam Whitmore, and Jaden Ivey. I love that uh, backcourt right there, um, especially with, uh, you know, adding Cam Whitmore, who's another wing there. So then at the power forward, small forward, uh, power forward uh, center position, you're going to have to figure out what the what the hell you want to do. Yeah. Um, you put Marvin so, Bagley and James Wiseman together. I mean, we'll figure it out. I think that um, works. That works. But I think the priority for Detroit, I think we kind of touched on here, like their priority this offseason needs to be find an identity. Like we don't know what this Detroit Pistons are like. They continue to acquire talent, but none of it seems to fit and mold and mesh well together. So if this has to be your priority, it has to be finding a fit that works, and not get screwed over by the draft lottery for three years in a row. And and Monty Williams and Monty Williams is perfect for this job. He is a guy that is great at molding young talent. He's patient. He's the, a guy that's been to the NBA Finals. He's got success in this league. He's coached Hall of Famers. So I think. Monty Williams is perfect for what the Pistons want to do to establish an identity. We already know what Monty Williams is probably going to, you know, preach to this team. I mean, you know, get out and transition and, and, and play energy, play hard. Yeah. A lot of energy and, and, and play hard, you know, so. 
But yeah, we'll see what ends up happening. So that's been our offseason preview for every single team in the NBA. Uh, we did the the teams that made the playoffs. We talked about them as they got eliminated. So keep an eye out for that content. You can go back to our archives and check out that stuff. Uh, we're going to be doing a lot of NBA content over the next couple of weeks because the draft is a week from today. Free agency starts in like 10 days. Like there is not that long gap, like when it comes to the NFL, where there's like a month between the end of the season and the start of free agency and the draft. No, it's like two weeks. Um, so we'll see what ends up happening. Uh, we're going to be doing our Colts season preview episode tomorrow. So keep an eye out for that content. I'm coming to you on a Friday. Uh, I'm David Huffman right there. It's Mr. Israel Rivera. And Izzy, what do we do here at the Prime, my friend? We bring the heat, ladies and gentlemen. And go ahead and check us out on all streaming platforms where podcasts can be heard as well, ladies and gentlemen. Bringing the heat 24-7. Prime Absolutely. Please world. like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. We'll be back here tomorrow. Uh, we'll see you guys all then. Stay safe out there. Peace out, brother.